Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Today, July 12th, and this is your daily financial news. Lots and lots of stuff going on we're going to try to get through today. A couple of quick things. First and foremost, it is confirmed, 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 confirmed. Hopefully you can hear it in my voice. I am so excited. We are going to have both Spencer Cornelia and Todd Baldwin host a Zoom live stream this Saturday at 9 a.m. talking about house hacking roommate edition. If you know anything about Todd and Spencer's stories, they are A, very impressive. But B, they both start from very humble beginnings. And both of these gentlemen, without question, will communicate how important house hacking with roommates was to get them on their financial journey. Both of these young men are millennials. Both of them, um, again, didn't come from a lot. It was getting roommates to take their housing cost to zero or even add income. It is an impressive story. Come join the live stream. I will put it out in our private Facebook group later today. I will once again try to use Teachable. Again, what is this? All of my students are going to be able to ask questions of Spencer and Todd. We're going to go for 60 to potentially 90 minutes. And then what we will do is we will save that file and we will post it right here on YouTube. If you want to ask questions directly of Spencer and Todd, you must be a student. However, we are going to give this away because we want to help millennials. We want to help Gen Z. We want to help anybody who is considering having roommates as they're getting on the property ladder to see this information. We are not going to hide this behind some paywall or something of that nature. It will be out either Saturday evening or maybe Sunday. So again, if you're not a student, no harm, no foul. The video will come this weekend. And again, I want to thank Spencer and Todd. All of this came together because all of you asked for it. Three or four of you said, hey, can you get those guys together? And sometimes good karma pays off. So we're going to have Spencer and Todd. It'll be this Saturday, this Saturday, the 16th at 9 a.m. I just sent the Zoom call invite to Spencer and Todd. So I'll put it in the group shortly. Next, Ken McElroy. Ken McElroy, you rock. Ken McElroy is obviously author of some tremendous real estate books. He is obviously very, very successful man. I gave him a hard time a couple of years ago about his 40% crash. We're going to throw that away. Everybody makes mistakes. I thought Ken McElroy put out a video yesterday, the day before, having an honest discussion about all the pain that is coming. Now with Ken, because he is a big name, he can't be as direct as I can. But if you listen to the video, he very clearly says, Airbnb, pain. 
There are people that flooded Airbnb, thought it was the path to easy money, and they are going to get hurt. This is something I've been bringing you for 90 days. Second, and frankly, even more impressive. I thought this next admission by Ken was just kudos to you, Ken. I know you can't name names. I would never ask you to. But Ken has basically said, syndications or syndicators doing deals now likely have bad assumptions. Both interest rate, cap rates, expenses, debt service, lenders. Basically, Ken said the last two years as a syndicator, it has been easy to add value and scoop the equity. It is that scooping the equity, paying off your investors, and having infinity cash flow that brought on so much money. And Ken is saying, as I have for six months, the pain here is going to be real. In fact, Ken highlighted and touched on at least briefly what we have been talking about. The lending, the bridge debt, the horrible assumptions that are in these deals is the same stupidity that happened to single family homes. So Ken, for me to you, that was just, I thought that video was awesome. Good job, Ken. Oh, stimulus ballers. Oh, we got to pick on stimulus ballers. Call, car repossessions are about to shoot up. Uh, we are now, as we talked about yesterday, st- um, seeing strategic defaults with cars, which I did not even know was a thing. But yes, apparently that's coming. Did you know this 12.7% of car loans have a payment of $1,000 or more? That's roughly one in eight. Subprime borrowers of car loans are already 11% behind. Prime, prime borrowers are already percent behind. Somebody who's routinely bought cars at auctions after they defaulted says these loans are often at a hundred and forty percent of LTV. There are going to be banks and lenders that are really, really hurt from uh, car repossessions. And then the last crazy thing I've heard is these stimulus ballers would walk into a car dealer, show their bump in income because of stimulus and walk out the door with a new car. Did we not think this was going to blow up? I mean, who was running the show? The car salesman made money. The dealership made money. Not good. Not good. Oh, big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Real estate slowdown is real. July 20th is going to be a monster day uh, when National Association of Realtors reports how ugly June is. We're getting little bits of information here and there. We just learned that 14.9% of contracts in June were canceled. Yes, folks, 14.9% of loans uh, or purchase agreements were canceled. Just so you know, just because, again, a lot of people are going to report this and get all wonky with it. Last year, last year, 11% of purchase contracts were canceled. So, It's not like we went from 0 to 14.9. We did go from 11 to 14.9. That is roughly 60 
thousand transactions canceled kaput. They could be canceled for lots of reasons. Buyer doesn't qualify. Buyer is scared. Bad appraisal. Bad inspections. Who knows? Lots of reasons. The fact is 60,000 purchase contracts were canceled. Next up, yesterday, I talked about an oil pipeline being shut off from Russia to Germany. That is wrong. It wasn't oil. It was gas. I want to correct that. My notes were right. I said it wrong. I apologize. Thank you to the five or six of you that replied saying, hey, Zuber, it's not oil. It's gas. So I just wanted to correct it. Absolutely. I misspoke. A gas pipeline from Russia to Germany was shut for maintenance. The question stands, will it be turned on? Will it be turned on at full capacity? Will this maintenance, 10-day maintenance take 20? Who knows? Russia playing games. We shall know. Big banks. Big banks start reporting tomorrow. Will they? This is scary. The expectation is profits will fall 20 to 48%. Let me say that again. The expectation for banks' profits year on year is they will fall 20 to 48%. These big banks' earnings are going to be interesting. Will they be talking about layoffs? Will they be talking about adding loan loss reserves? What are the banks going to tell us about the consumer and the second half? We don't have to wait long. We're going to know starting tomorrow. So what else do we got? I have two pages of notes. I was just, usually July is slow, but man, a lot of exciting stuff going on. I did a video this morning about Rick Policios talking about nine cities and builders. Take a look at that. Uh, I'll just give the high level summary. But if you want to hear about the nine cities, go to that video earlier this morning. It is in a playlist called Whiteboard. Whiteboard. Homebuyers are canceling. We've already talked about that. Price cuts. Drop in demand is cooling construction. Folks, builders are slowing down and builders are laying off. I believe housing is going to be the cause of the recession in Q3, Q4. Move up buyer is dead. This was said by a Nashville builder. Here are some numbers from you, for you. Assuming you bought a home for $300,000 and you got a 3% mortgage, which is not out of this world. And now your wife or you are pregnant and you need to move and you're going to move to a slightly better home in a slightly better neighborhood and you want to buy a 500K house. We're going to move equity from A to equity B. We're going to take your interest rate from three to five and a half percent. Your payment goes from $1,054 to $2,555, folks. That is more than 148%. This is why I have confidently said for months, the Fed broke housing. The move-up buyer is dead. We are going to need multiple family events before somebody swallows a payment that is more than 140%. Trust me, you will buy bunk beds before you sign up for a mortgage payment of that size. Don't know if you saw it, but it looks like the dollar and the euro are on parity one for one. If you want to have a basically 15% discount on your European travel, 
Now is the time to go. This is the first time since 2002 the dollar and euro are the same. Let's just remember that while it's good for you and I as consumers or world travelers, it is going to be horrible, horrible for multinational companies. We talked about this on this channel about 60 days ago about FX charges or currencies charges. What you're going to see for multinational companies is they are going to put earning surprises, negative earning surprises. You are going to start to hear them blame the currency. It's an easy 2 to 3% blame. It's not my fault. I didn't see the dollar getting stronger. It's, it's the Fed's fault. You're going to hear more and more companies talk about that. Gap. Gap CEO in a surprise announcement resigns. If you're not following Gap, I think we talked about them 90 days ago. Specifically, their old Navy line was not performing well. Uh, it looks like the Gap CEO has said, they're gonna, the Gap CEO essentially jumped on the grenade. It's my fault. I'm out. Give it to someone else. Rivian is laying off 5% of employees, uh, roughly 700 because they have a headcount of 14,000. Uh, basically admitting the company grew too fast uh, over the last couple of years. Looks like Wall Street is waking up and lowering expectations. BlackRock cut the S&P target. Credit Suisse, Oppenheimer, Citigroup, all are taking this lower. I talked about last week with Taylor and again yesterday. Hey, when is Wall Street going to wake up and do their jobs? It looks like it started here recently. Bill Ackman, again, somebody I like to poke at. So when he does something right, I want to show that I bring both sides to the table. Bill Ackman is shutting down his SPAC, his special purpose acquisition company. I believe, at least at the time that he raised this, it was the largest SPAC ever done. He raised $4 billion. That's what they be, folks, $4 billion. He has decided to return the capital to investors. I think that is the right thing to do. Kudos to you, Bill Ackman. I've given you lots of grief. Let me just say, nice job. PepsiCo. Again, PepsiCo is the first real earnings of the week. We get the big banks tomorrow. But Pepsi beat top line, which means revenue, beat bottom line, which means earnings, and raised guidance going forward. They did talk about inflation. They did talk about supply chain. But again, people are drinking more soda and eating more snacks compared to PepsiCo. Peloton has decided to outsource all uh, product or all manufacturing, um, which is going to be an interesting move. They're clearly trying to whack their cost structure. And then finally, an earnings from a smaller company that came out today, Price Smart. I didn't know who they were. They are a discount retailer. Basically said, Supply chain screwed up. Consumer can't buy. Too much inventory. Miss top, miss bottom. Not a lot going on. And then finally, small business optimism. This is a report that goes back to 1970. 1970. It fell to 89.5 from 92.5. Probably means nothing to you. It means nothing to me. This is what is important. There has been only two times in 52 years where the number was lower for small business. And again, small business, the backbone of America. 
The first time was the 2008-2009 Great Recession. Small businesses were lower. The second time in the early 1980s when Fed funds rate was 20 and inflation was double digits. Small businesses are not in a good place. They are feeling the brunt of inflation. They are feeling the brunt of lack of hiring because the big companies can offer more. Not a lot of good stuff going on there, folks. So again, like, subscribe, comment, July 12th, Daily Financial News. If you ever wanted to ask Spencer or Todd questions about house hawking, we are going to be doing a 60 to 90 minute Zoom call this Saturday. I am shaking with excitement. I love this because I have never done these, but others who have experts, we will bring them to the channel. Uh, I think it is, it's just so cool knowing that other experts are willing to share on the one rental at a time platform. So Spencer, Todd, if you ever see this, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are friends with Spencer or Todd, thank them for me. I greatly appreciate their time. All right, take care, everyone. Bye.